BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues um, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. My wife says, inappropriate circumstance. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty! From Studio C, Senor. Dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound today on a Tuesday. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. I'm auditioning in case that guy, you know, goes down today. Oh, that's Blows right. Blows out an ACL or something. 
That's right. Today's our exercise in a stupid display of monarchy and a pointless speech that will have no effect on anything. There's where you're wrong, Jack. It's a critical moment in our democracy. The State of the Union Address, where the president tells me where we are and where we are going. Let's check back May in. May God bless his name. Let's check back in in one week and discuss what impact the State of the Union Address had. If you can remember a word of it. I was just going to say, I have a complete, detailed, retrospective. Of the last five State of the Union addresses for you this morning. Do you know why I've prepared that? Because nobody remembers a word of them. Of course not. Yeah, I'm not Trump bashing. I've thought they're stupid for a very long time. They're an exercise in monarchy. It's clearly our attempt to look at the royal families who rule us all. Thank God they're there to take care of us. Oh, boo, boo. I I hate the whole thing. Anyway, if Trump declares a national emergency during it, therefore funding for the wall, that'll be newsmaking. Cheer. Usually there's not any news made out of these things. What if there's booze and heckling? That would be newsmaking. And he comes down out of the pulpit with his hand, arms swinging, I can't tell fists if, flashing. I, I can't tell if I'm rooting for that it's or not. not a pulpit, exactly. But, yeah. From an entertainment standpoint? Yeah. From the Armstrong and Getty Show standpoint? Yeah. From the standpoint of maybe putting an end to this, what I really think is an, uh, a damaging to democracy exercise the State of the Union Address, maybe it would put an end to the dang thing. On the other hand, uh, I don't think we need to go further down the road of chaos and disunion. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll discuss with smart people. And there's a couple of Trump stories out today. I'll tell you what, there's a couple of Trump stories in your main uh, news today that are why I either don't believe at all most stuff I hear or believe it might be true, or even if it is true, who cares? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm with that group of people now just don't believe anything. You become cynical. Oh, absolutely. Will you tell us what those stories are today? One of them is particularly <laughs> stupid. Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. I can't believe we're neglecting in the show opening the latest chapter of the Governor of Virginia saga. Oh, yeah. In which he's got to go in favor of this fine young man, the lieutenant governor, who may have raped a gal. He says he didn't. And I'm not saying he did because I wasn't there. But we believe the victims. We have to believe the victims. We believe the victims many decades ago. Vague, no recollections, no details, no corroboration. When it was Brett Kavanaugh, do we believe the victims or don't we? Oh, uncomfortable. What an unfortunate turn of events. And... Did the governor put that story out there about his lieutenant governor, which the lieutenant governor hinted at yesterday? Yes, so he that, did. that is quite a story. Yeah, yes, we got to get into that. Did. Uh, let's introduce everybody. Starting there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Good. You know, if this governor resigns, I really want him to just put on one glove and some dark sunglasses and like <laughs> moonwalk back and say, I'm out of here. Right. You know, if he's going to quit, go, go out on a bang. Right. And walk go forward, backward, right out of the state house. Yep. An entire nation wants to see him moonwalk, so yeah. that has to be involved somehow. Yes. There is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, and uh, there's still a lot of power in the newspaper headlines. Now, kids, a newspaper is a website that somebody else printed out for you and Why? leaves on your doorstep several days a week. <laughs> Why don't I just look at it? It's mostly yesterday's news. Yes, yes. Right. Uh, but the the headlines in New Orleans, the the much bittered and uh, believing they were robbed, a, a journey to the Super Bowl uh, home of the Saints, their headline from yesterday's newspaper, Super Bowl? What Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. In a blank front page. I love it. That was great. Uh, that love is it. good. 
I tell my kids regularly that I'm reading the newspaper on my phone, so they don't think I'm just staring mindlessly at my phone. Um, partially because it, it made an impact on me. My dad would come home from work every night, sit there in the recliner, put the footstool thing up, and read the newspaper. Sure. And it made an impact on me that that's something grown-ups do. Yeah. And my kids, if they just see me staring at my phone, they could think I'm doing anything, playing games or whatever. I'm reading the news of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Just having the newspaper around was a big part of my childhood, I think. It was there, so I grabbed it. I read it. Here's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Tis the season. I got a snail mail valentine yesterday. Wow. Unsigned, promising more in the future. The big question is, real or prankster? Either way, I'm going to be running out to the mailbox every day after work, looking for the follow-up, and we'll see where this leads. Did your new Valentine happen to mention that she just needs 10000 bucks to get by, and then you'll be getting together for hot, hot action? <laughs> Not yet. Wow. Not yet, but almost anything could and will happen, I am sure. It could be some lady who just enjoys the sound of his voice and the wit of his commentary, right? Thought she would send him a Valentine's she Day. She blew card. all four tires in the bayou and just needs a thousand dollars to get by, and then there'll be hot, hot action. If you just send me your bank routing number, right. <laughs> I promise. Oh, uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. Told you he'd fall for it, Hanson. <laughs> you guys, you guys have lost oh, the love. I'll I'll tell tell you. You. You the love. No catfishing by the staff. Yeah. We've talked about this yeah. before. God, Joe's man. lost all sense of romance. Yes. Has happened. Yes. It's too- I'm embittered. I've been reading the newspaper <laughs> since I was a little kid. It's crushed my capacity for joy. It's Tuesday, February 5th, year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, what the heck's happening in the world? Let's try to figure it out precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. The show begins at Mark. This president is going to call for an end to the politics of resistance, retribution, and call for more comedy, C-O-M-I-T-Y. There you go! We're calling for more comedy. Do you know C-O-M-E-D-Y. what the, the, the theme has been released of tonight's State of the Union address? Yes. The theme is choosing greatness. Yes. Which is what we do every day. Oh, heck yeah. Yes, the theme is choosing greatness. You got your choices right there. Behind door number one, mediocrity. Mm. Behind door number two, failing. Behind mm. door number three, choosing greatness. I, I would go that third one. Go with door number three. I'm intrigued by that third one. Thank you for stopping by False Choices. I uh, see this is your first time here. Boy, I, I, st- <laughs> I stepped on the scale this morning. I seem to be choosing fatness. <laughs> Holy cow, i got to get control. I don't know what's the matter with me. We should talk about that. That does remind me, Chris Christie canceled for today. Oh. Yeah, Chris Christie canceled oh. for today. That was the world's most subtle shot at Chris Christie's weight. Well, it, well actually, played. it actually did remind me. Uh, okay. I can't help it. Still, that was unkind. What are other headlines, Marshall? Uh, gearing up for the so too, we got a whole lot of hard scrabble politics going on in Virginia. We're and, choosing greatness, Marshall. And actor Liam Neeson, the interview that has stunned and shocked millions coming up. I appreciate his honesty. I think it's really interesting. I don't know what he said. Oh, it's good stuff. Was he going to punch a wolf in the face or pull a helicopter down with his bare hands? It's the sort of thing celebrities don't ever say. Okay. Pretty interesting. All right. Uh, how's, mail, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. We have a great freedom-loving quote of the day from uh, Desmond Tutu. Gotcha. And Winston Churchill as well. I think I may go with the combo, plus a lot of comments on old Governor Northam. 
of uh, Virginia, who's staying around for a while because his lieutenant governor may may have done done something he shouldn't sure, have done. Who's next in line? <laughs> Some guy who's a compulsive shoplifter. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, darn it, I've already forgot our theme for today. What's the theme? Something for greatness? Yeah, it's the theme of the Settling for what you got. No! <laughs> no, no, no! It's the opposite of that. Choosing greatness. Yes! That's what we're doing. Choosing greatness today. Somebody jot that on the dry erase board or something. It's important we remember the theme. Absolutely. Don't want to be themeless. Mailbag. Hey, you can email us, don't you know? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Several of the big stories of the day. Uh, one of them is particularly stupid. The other one might be made up. So I don't know what you're supposed to do with them. <laughs> Stay tuned. All right. Uh, first, some clarification. Yesterday's uh, federal crime of the day, because there are so many federal crimes, nobody can count them all, and nobody even knows how from being a libertarian, involved the fact that it's illegal to shoot fish from an airplane. And we were speculating whether indeed that meant like shooting a gun at fish from an airplane or indeed projecting fish from an airplane at people. With some sort shooting of fish uninvented fish gun, which sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and actually, Ben sent around uh, along this cartoon, fully illustrated, uh, shooting fish from airplanes uh, it, it makes it a crime to shoot or attempt to shoot a fish while you're airborne in an aircraft in order to capture or kill the fish. It does not make it a crime to shoot a fish out of an aircraft. Still, uh, Section 14 of the Federal Code, Paragraph 91.15, prohibits dropping things from airplanes if it poses a hazard to people or property. So aim your fish away from people on the ground <coughs> if you are, quote, shooting fish from airplanes. Gotcha. Glad that's clarified. A couple of uh, freedom-loving quote of the day, uh, quotes of the day, uh, not political uh, exactly, just human. Uh, your own freedom, your freedom from your limitations, because today, Jack... We're choosing greatness. Mm-hmm. Desmond Tutu, don't raise your voice. Improve your argument. Who is that needed these days? In- I just happened to watch a, a debate, Jordan Peterson, with that uh, awful, uh, insufferable uh, Eric Dyson. What's his name? Dyson? Um, he's got too many names. That's his problem. <laughs> Michael Eric Dyson. Um, and, oh, he was just awful. I don't know. Raising my voice to a high pitch has always worked for me. Oh, boy. And then Winston Churchill, Churchill inventor of the little dress. You'd That's do the ballet in. That's correct. Yep. Winston Churchill, the pessimist, sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist, opportunity in every difficulty. Mm. Which one are you? Are you choosing greatness? Are you? No, probably not. <sighs> Weak. Probably choosing muddling through the day. Michelle had a number of thoughts on the Super Bowl, the game, the halftime show, etc. I'm going to feature my favorite part of her email. Hated all the social justice warrior commercials, and sorry, hated the Alexa commercial, even though it had the cutest dog in it. That's with uh, Harrison Ford. Because Bezos needs to go away and perish. Can't stand that lying, cheating scumbag and his evil Alexa listening device. Oh, and the Stella commercial with the dude was pretty good. <laughs> so, wishes death on Jeff Bezos. 
And says uh, Lebowski was fine. So Tom Brady's being interviewed right now in uh, Good Morning America. Is there anything he could say other than I've found the cure for cancer or I'm going to set myself on fire now that would make you want to hear what he has to say? I mean, I got nothing against Tom Brady. I can't even imagine. He has nothing to say. I've seen him interviewed many times. He has nothing to say. If you ask him about nutrition or exercise, he'll go on and on. Um, but uh, in terms of what was it do you think that really keyed your victory? Well, you know, I, you know, it's uh, our team has been, well, you know, we've been together and oh, forget right. it. You're wasting your time. Did you hear they partied until 4 a.m.? Including Kraft, who was drunk after the game. And was, is 80. Was on stage with Cardi B at like 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Man, wow. he must have been hammered by then. Well, there's a lot of adrenaline yeah. when you win the Super Bowl. I remember my three wins moving along. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's uh, David uh, saying, can you please make your Friday discussion with Craig, the Obamacare lawyer and healthcare guru, available as a single click, clip on your website? Everyone in America should hear it. Mm. Ironically, I was out with Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, the other night and healthcare guru, and he said... You shouldn't repackage uh, interviews as separate podcasts because we've already heard them. So Craig disagrees with the guy who wants him featured as an interview. Uh, it just it tires me out. <laughs> <laughs> Is that choosing greatness right there? <laughs> I love this note from Aaron in San Diego. Love it. He writes. I love that so many lefty Democrat socialists and others put up a front of anti-establishment, nonconformist coolness. What with the septum piercings, tattoos, man buns, blue hair dye, and empty smugness. Oh man, nothing cooler than an overreaching bureaucracy and endless manufacturing of laws. Nothing quite as Steve McQueen as a government that controls the means of production. Let us gasm at ourselves for how intrepidly Marlon Brando-like we are for guilting the global, global humanity into conforming to our progressive ideology. To think and speak exactly as we do. Oh, how cool and different we are. Wow, that's scathing. There are several words in there I didn't know, but uh, I think I got the gist of it. I'll, I'll get to you Google Translate or something. Yeah. I think this is the, the, the very most cool and nonconformist among us demand perfect conformity at the point of the government's gun. Except, I would point out, sexually. Which has always been curious to me, whether you're talking about uh, San Francisco is pr- probably the world capital of this. They want absolutely anything to go sexually, including in the streets. Literally in the streets, if you've never been to, say, the Folsom Street Fair or hung out on uh, the Castro on a sunny, sunny Sunday afternoon. Um, but every other aspect of life needs to be carefully regulated. It's interesting. Uh, let's see, Liz sent this along. When you try to convince people you aren't in a racist photo, but your pants tell a different story. There's Northam in the plaid pants of the black-faced man. And then the black-faced Ooh. man in the plaid pants. Now, take a close look. I spent a good three, four minutes looking at those pants. I believe them to be the same pants. Now, there are plenty of people, you know, back in the day who wore funky plaid pants. Plenty of white men on the golf course. Adam Levine had that tank top. So, that's interesting. I kind of assumed he was the guy in the clan outfit because the person in the blackface is somewhat recognizable. So I don't I, know. That's awfully... That, the makeup's so thick. But those are the same pants. 
I may have owned those pants and gone to Sunday school in them. I'm, I don't know. Those are the pants of a racist, Jack. <laughs> Clearly. Andy writes, Hey, guys, Northam got elected by tarring and feathering his opponent as a racist, which is true. Should Northam get any understanding after doing that? Honest question. Well, the progressive writer I saw on Tucker last night talking about, are we now going to dig through everybody's life to try to find one incident that is disqualifying and thought that was a bad idea? Right. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, because that is a problem. If you've you've got nothing else in your life that points to being a racist. What if you dig through a person's life and find, say, uh, 10 things are disqualifying? I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The president gets his second medical checkup this Friday. I don't know when the results will be released of him being the fittest person to ever hold office, according to his hippie doctor. I wonder if he still is. We'll see. see. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, president Trump's going to be delivering the State of the Union tonight a week later than originally scheduled after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi disinvited him during the partial government shutdown. The White House is saying Trump is going to use the address to call for optimism and unity, with presidential counsel Kellyanne Conway saying... He's calling for cooperation, and he's calling for comedy, C-O-M-I-T-Y, and and also compromise. Comedy, that is courtesy and considerate behavior towards others. Fantastic. Certainly. I don't think we're going to get any of that. President also expected to push again for his demand for funds for a border barrier. And he suggested he may declare a national emergency to get the money if Congress won't approve it. Again, Kellyanne. The national emergency is because he believes that we have a crisis on the southern border and the Congress has failed to do its job. When's the last time the State of the Union moved the needle on any issue? I I don't have any memory of that. Oh, gosh. And part of the reason for that is in the modern era, any president is on TV as much as they want to. I mean, they get their message out there as often as they want to. Um, so you could repeat what you've been saying for the last several weeks about whatever issue, but yeah, I remember, you know, a handful of vets being in the audience, injured uh, guys, and that was very moving and that sort of thing, but I don't remember any actual effect on anything. And that's why I've called for an overwhelmed blah, 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 and then we just never hear about most of these things again. Mm-hmm. Virginia. That's why I say we should be in Mars by the end of February. Might as well say that. How about if it was no applause, 15 minute limit? Probably First Amendment issues with that, but how about just 15 minutes, good, hard rhetoric, and then it's all over, we can talk about it. Why Why would you do that even, though? If the president gets to talk to The us, Constitution every, demands it. Well, the Constitution demands the State of the Union. If you right. want to post on the website, the current population is 340 million, unemployment is 4%, our GDP is X, our debt is X, that'd be fine. But it's just cold no, in Chicago, warm just, in Miami. There's just no need for another speech. <laughs> right. Virginia's lieutenant governor is denying a sexual assault allegation amid growing cries for the Virginia governor, Ralph Northam, to resign over a racist yearbook photo. Justin Fairfax remains adamant that the decade-old allegation is false. He's calling it an uncooperated uh, smear. Reporters asking Fairfax point-blank 
if he thought Governor Northam was behind the story resurfacing. And so, you know, I, I don't know uh, precisely where this is coming from. I, you know, we've heard uh, different things, but but here's the thing. Uh, does anybody think it's any coincidence that on the eve uh, of potentially uh, my being elevated, that that's when this uncorroborated smear comes out? Does anybody believe that's a coincidence? Uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody believes that's a coincidence. Again, particularly with something, this was not the first time this was uh, brought up. It was a year ago. Uh, this was brought up, uh, you know, and, and yet the Post who investigated it for three months dropped the story, did not do it, and they did not do it because it was uncorroborated, and it's uncorroborated because it's not true. Yeah, I don't have any idea. I don't have any reason to think that he's a rapist or anything like that, but that is something that you the Washington... You have to believe the victims, well, Jack. Right. We need to believe women. It is something that the Washington Post didn't go with that story because they couldn't corroborate it when we, we everybody ran with all kinds of Kavanaugh stories. that were There, there wasn't even one person. That letter that floated around, we didn't even know who the one person was, let alone corroborating evidence. Right. Yeah, so whatever. They pick and choose. Uh, I almost certainly had to be the governor's office that put this out there, right? I don't know. There are no, he has no allies, so there wouldn't be an ally (laughs) who put it out there. Everybody's turned on him. Yeah, well, right. It could be be somebody who just doesn't like the um, lieutenant governor. Could be uh, the woman or her friends who don't appreciate a rapist becoming a governor. Could be that. Come on. He, th- this is a situation where they both uh, they both are, have have yeah. said they had sex. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a that's a it's known. Yeah. It's just whether or not uh... she's a fellow at Stanford, Stanford okay. University, Palo Alto, California. Does that change the story? Or uh, that's kind of interesting. I don't know. Okay. She's a, a well-known academic, I guess. Again, an academic, which is interesting. But. Hmm. Uh, we received a number of emails on the topic of Governor Northam. Let me share one or two with you. As a resident of the state of Virginia, I was hoping Governor Northam would be added uh, to the halftime show to perform a Michael Jackson tribute. <laughs> <laughs> that certainly would have been an event to remember. Oh, my God, that would have been funny. That's Steve S. in Richmond. Ignorant fool. Steve, that's very, very funny. <laughs> Let's see. And then this one, I just want to show this to you. What do you think of this? Well, 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 have you seen this? Uh, this is from uh, Phyllis, I guess. This appears to be a picture of a young Bill Clinton shirtless in uh, coveralls and a straw hat with a Hillary in blackface. Take a look at that, Jack. You believe that to be authentic? Well, you can't. I can't believe any picture I ever see for the rest of my life. Right. Right. So that's making the rounds. I, I, see, I don't. We we got to figure out this whole blackface thing. If you want to decide from here on out, like with the N word, from here on out, the N word is the death penalty. Your career's over, and you can't have any friends. Even though it was said on network television not that long ago. Sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, are we doing the same with blackface? Well, and and what is blackface is a discussion. Well, worth if having. your face is painted black, because m- people are painting their face black in in modern times, it's got no. Nothing to do whatsoever with old-timey, I'm a racist blackface. Right. It's just Not at all. They've borrowed the name to be able to attack their political enemies. But if we've decided from here on out, that's like the N-word. You just can't do it fine. But you can't go back in time and call everybody a racist who ever did it. Right. In a shocking interview, actor Liam Neeson confesses he once sought revenge for a loved one's rape by seeking out a black person to murder. He was talking to the... Yes, you, you say that sentence again in case you weren't quite paying attention. Neeson confessing that he once sought revenge for a loved one's rape by seeking out a black person to murder. 
The Oscar nominee telling The Independent in the UK she handled the situation of the rape in the most extraordinary way. But my immediate reaction was, well, I asked. Did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cush, hoping I'd be approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping something black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. It took me a week, maybe a week and a half to kind of go for that. And it was horrible, horrible when I think back, but I did that. So for 10 days, he was walking around outside bars at night, hoping some black guy would cross his path and they could get into it. And he was carrying a club so he could beat them to death. That's a hell of a thing. One, well, that was the impulse in his heart. Right. Yes. What, yeah. that one, that's a heck of a thing to have happen to you for a week and a half, and uh-huh. then to talk about it decades later. That's yeah. quite a story. Yeah, and listen, if you want to uh, you know, ruin his career or, or, or hate him or whatever, or accuse him of something, that's fine. Uh, moving on, I read the entire interview and found it really interesting because he talks about uh, you know growing up and being Irish and the troubles and the, the bombings and the never-ending right. cycle of vengeance and... How unhealthy it is, and and I found it really interesting. Right. Why don't I'll uh, I'll give you the link. We can post that interview at armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, and it includes some incredibly condescending crap from an academic about men and their social conditioning. So enjoy that as well. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. How many times has that happened with people? Whether it's you know, it wouldn't have to be a race thing. It could be just any dude or woman or person from a certain town or who know or their boss or what where just the fact that they didn't run into them saved them for going to prison for the rest of their lives as a murderer yeah, yeah. wonder how often that happened sure that's a heck of a thing of course you don't know he maybe he doesn't even know himself if he'd actually done it right right he just wandered the streets with hate in his heart his, his and a club and a club in his hand hate's good heart and a club in his hand that's right a song in his heart. I thought he was just an actor playing a bad guy. Apparently, he is a, a tough guy, huh? Didn't Charles Bronson make an entire career out of wandering the streets looking for vengeance? Right. And yes. millions of people flocked to the theaters. Yeah. The Death Wish series. Of course, he would. He would like try to find the people who actually did it. Right. Not just random people who are similar in appearance. Yeah. That's, yes. That's that's something. It's troubling. That's it. Yeah. Um, our text line, 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. I wonder what you think of that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, we got to talk about two of the big Trump stories today for the uh, Trump hating media. One of them stupid. One of them might be completely phony. So, mm. it just wears me out. It just wears <laughs> me out. Wears a lot of people out. And 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 that that crowd is going to get Trump reelected. They hate Trump and are going to get him reelected with these stories. I think. I would agree for reasons but, I'd be delighted to go into, but go ahead. Um, we got this text about the Liam Neeson thing. Actor just admitted that he was so uh, angry about a friend or family member 
getting raped by a black guy that he was walking the streets at night outside the bars with a club hoping to get into a dust-up with any random black guy so he could kill him, which is a heck of a thing. Uh, A number of textures with this sort of sentiment. Why would he tell anybody that, especially in an interview? Bury that, knowing it's wrong and nuts. Maybe tell a therapist to get it off your chest, but why would you say it out loud in an interview? To which the interviewer says, so there weren't any fun pranks on the set then? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess everybody present was pretty shocked. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's the sort of thing you just don't generally say out loud for all kinds of different reasons. I wouldn't think he would think that's going to make his life better in any way. Yeah, I, I think publicizing the darkest temporary impulses of your heart is, uh, well, it's surprising. On the other hand, it spawned uh, discussions, Jack, hasn't it, about vengeance and race and I've never, Mason, I've, elder employment. <laughs> I've hated a lot of people a lot. I've never had the impulse to kill anybody. And he walked the streets for a week and a half, he says, with a club in his hand. How about just wishing them dead? I think I'm not prob- being willing to kill them. I've but- probably done that. Okay. Right, I hope so a safe no saint. I hope a my day I wasn't <laughs> claiming to be. I hope a safe falls out a window on his head. I've thought that before. There you go. <laughs> what if you elbow it just a little bit? <laughs> All right, so what about... Has has there been any reaction to that, Liam Neeson saying that? I think it's kind of the uh, the early days. I'm sure people will, uh, you know, Uh, try to manufacture some outrage. Yeah, it's it's a lot of the what? Yeah, Yeah, well, I'll be interested to see how this plays out. So, two of your big stories today. One of them is somebody leaked, in theory, and you never know whether this stuff is true or not. Every story I hear coming out of the Washington Post, I think... That's completely true, that's partially true, or that's not true at all. I have no idea, so I'm going to ignore it. Right. And I think that's where we're all going to end up as a country eventually, which isn't good. Every and we're story talking here, about this sort of story, right? The leaked yeah. White House information type story. So yeah. somebody leaked out, in theory, the president's daily schedule. Whether that's actually a schedule or not, I haven't got the slightest idea. Let's start there. Okay. And the schedule includes a, a lot of uh, downtime. Executive time, they call it. Where he can do what he wants. Um, and again, that's either true or it's not. And I also remember several years ago, and I don't remember it was when Obama president or Bush was president, but Bob Woodward on one of the talk shows, and I was surprised by this. That's why it stuck in my head. Bob Woodward saying a lot of people don't realize this, but presidents have an unbelievable amount of free time. Mm-hmm. They have a tremendous amount of free time. They only have a couple of meetings a day, sometimes just a couple of week. And the rest of the time, they're just hanging out in the White House. And I was shocked by that. I always assumed they're so busy. I'm still shocked by that. Yeah. But so I know, uh, but I've always had that in my head, so I know that that's not uncommon for, the, you know, for presidents to have a lot of free time. So if Trump does also, I don't know. I don't have any idea. If there's no such thing as a free lunch, there should be no such thing as presidential free time. Those are my tax dollars. You find something to do, Mr. Yeah, President. Not, yeah, go trim the bushes out back. <laughs> it's not that hard to imagine, really, because, one, you have zero commute time in your eight-hour workday. Mm-hmm. You have a 30-second commute. So... All your time can be meetings from when you get up and you could have your meetings whenever you wanted. And you sure. could, if you hit two meetings a day, two long meetings, there's 90 minutes out of your entire day. And the mm-hmm. rest of the day, you've got nothing you have to do. Right. Well, the other aspect of the story, what the White House is saying as they push back, is that there are 400 people, I think, that have access to the schedule that was leaked. And it's very broad for broad use in the, the giant White House staff. There's a much more detailed schedule that very, very few people get, and it's 
classified, and that actually reveals the detail of what happens. Well, that's, so I don't, that schedule that they released, as well, I said, could be completely accurate, not accurate at all, or kind of accurate. Well, I don't and, have any and idea. And it's just a distraction. Right. I mean, if the economy is roaring, we improve our trade relationships with China, the world is more or less sort of kind of at peace as much as it ever is, you know, and, and all is right and good with the republic. What the hell do I care how he yeah, spends his right. time? But so I was just making the point that, at least according to Bob Woodward, presidents have a lot of free time. Okay. This one does, too. But when he does it, whatever. He's, uh, he's lazy or dumb or whatever. Certainly. The, the other story of the day, and this was breaking news everywhere, and, and Brian Williams went huge with it on MSNBC last night. President Trump's inaugural committee ordered to turn over documents about donors and whether or not they traded access to various inauguration events for favors. And I'm supposed to be shocked that the people that donate money to any of these inaugural balls or any of this stuff are getting anything in return over the years or expect right. anything in return. This right. is the this is the most ridiculous thing in all of politics. When every once in a while we act like we're surprised that these donors expect something, some sort of access. That was the that was the key term. Were these donors expecting access for their donations? Yes. Of course they were. The people who donated to Obama and Bush and every president that's right. ever existed are expecting something in return. Yes, they are. Now, if the Trump people were stupid enough to like to put it in writing or something, then right. they, then then they'll be in violation of some FEC rule, like Obama was, and paid a four hundred thousand dollar fine because the paperwork wasn't accurate. Exactly, big yeah. freaking deal. It's like uh, it's like pulling people over for speeding occasionally to remind everybody that you're not right. supposed to speed. The right. occasional speed trap, the occasional prostitution sweep. Uh, you know, in a college town. Who thinks that these donors... I'm not pro-bribery. No, I'm not either. Or are you? But who thinks these people who give $2 million to Barack Obama for his inaugural ball don't expect better access than somebody else? (laughs) They expect their name to be on a list, and if they call the White House and say, hey, uh, uh, any chance you could give me and my honey a tour? The answer will be yes. I just assume that's what they all do. What the donors expect and what is told to them in exchange for getting that money, I think, are two separate conversations. Well, right. If they were dumb enough to say out loud, you're going to get X for this, that would be... I need to know if they're dumb enough. Then they're going to have a problem. That's what the prosecutors are probing, Jack. Are they dumb enough? Good Lord. Well, plus the question is, and the question ought to always be, were they uh, uh, told, yeah, we'll get you the the behind-the-scenes tour, or were they told, yeah, we'll make sure to pass some legislation freeing up uranium mining, you know, that sort of thing. But we've but, seen uh, how difficult it is to prosecute these things with that Menendez dude, who oh, clearly yeah. was getting uh, all kinds of favors from that rich doctor down in Florida. Well, and please, the last governor of Virginia who was convicted, then unconvicted. And he Robert. and he walked on it. So this is just... it. it, it I hate the fact that it exists at all. I just can't believe we all pretend that these donors aren't getting something for their money. How, sure, you can have my number, baby. How many, there's Obama himself, how many million-plus-dollar houses are owned in the Washington, D.C. metro area by lobbyists? By lobbyists and those who work for lobbyists and those who lobby lobbyists, there are zillions of dollars washing around Washington, D.C. It's obscene. Um, so, yeah, I suppose they, they crack down on it a little bit occasionally. We'll have to see. I know one guy particularly who donated a bunch of money to George Bush so that he could get to go to some dinner and say something to George Bush for like 30 seconds. Mm. Hey, would you take a look at this? That's why he donated the money, so he could go and say that. Rangers suck. That's what I would have said. (laughs) (laughs) 
George thought that was funny. Go Cubs. <laughs> oh, boy. So, all right. Uh, well, I suppose we'll see yet another investigation, though. That's exciting. Day two of Was It the Worst Super Bowl Halftime Show or Not? Yes. <laughs> no. Doesn't matter. I heard somebody say... It was a totally safe performance by Maroon 5. Did they want him to pull somebody out of the crowd and waterboard him, or what were they hoping for? What would be a not safe performance that we all would think would be a good Go idea? Go into the crowd like Liam Neeson and beat somebody down? I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. Just... Totally safe. They shot, they shot guns into the air to let the bullets fall anywhere. It was not a safe performance, so I enjoyed it. What, what, what they is that? set even? fire to the bass player. <laughs> well, Jack, all I know is today I'm choosing greatness. Yes, that is the theme of the State of the Union Address. Choosing greatness. Fantastic. I know. I'm going to stand and clap on my couch. And as soon as he says that, you are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L E E S A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.